Stuff Podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Wright and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called The Conductor. It's by Stuff senior writer Andrea Vance, who joins me now. Hi, Andrea. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, tell us about this conductor. Well, Hamish McKeach is the principal conductor in residence of the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, and he has a stellar international reputation as a performer. And then just after he finished a concert in 2021, he had a devastating stroke, which left him paralysed on one side of his body, on his right side, which is his dominant side that he would use to conduct. So therefore creating a huge dilemma, would his career ever recover? So our story and the accompanying uh, short documentary that we've made with Ian McGregor basically tells the story of his um, devastating stroke, his recovery and rehabilitation and asks the question if he's able to return to performing. Yes, I mean, I don't know a lot about conducting. Maybe some of our listeners do, but I imagine you're having, having two working arms. It, it, it's a demonstrative practice. H- having a full working body is, is pretty important, yeah? That's what, also, that's what I thought. But um, Hamish is, he's an incredible person. He uh, has this just really positive attitude to life and he's a real hard worker. And obviously he just adores music. It's been his whole life um, ever since he was a child. And so just through sheer determination, he um, has worked really hard. And um, I don't want to give too much away, obviously, but he's worked really hard and he has been able to adapt to his way of working and return to the stage. And it's just such an incredible, uplifting, positive story. And you touched on it before, and the long read is obviously uh, an audio experience, but the story has a significant visual element. Ian McGregor's done a documentary short of sorts accompanying your story. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we've basically followed um, Hamish for a good chunk of this year, spent a lot of time with him, which was an absolute joy because he's, he's just a wonderful man. Um, and just um, basically we lurked in the background as he, um, as he recovered, as he went through his rehabilitation, um, as he rehearsed, as he performed. And um, yeah, it's, it's actually been an incredible experience. And the documentary, it's a short documentary. It's only about 13 minutes long and it really is, it's a wonderful thing to watch. And if you're looking for something a little more positive and cheerful as we run into Christmas, I think, you know, please watch the video and enjoy it because it's, it's a really special story. All right, listeners, go have, a, go have a watch after you've had a listen to Andrea now reading her story, The Conductor. His father and grandfather both died aged 53. Hamish McKeach sailed past that milestone. He celebrated his 54th birthday at the height of his career, principal conductor in residence of the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra and of the Royal New Zealand Ballet, with an impressive international reputation. Then, in June 2021, shortly after leaving the stage guiding a performance of Stravinsky's Soldier's Tale, he collapsed, struck by the country's silent killer. Every 55 minutes, someone in New Zealand will suffer a stroke. McKeach had a brain hemorrhage. A blood vessel inside the skull burst and bled into the brain. 
he'd find himself lying on the floor of his central Auckland hotel room. I just sort of fell over, he says, and I noticed that my right side wasn't working. McKeach knew something was wrong, but he couldn't enunciate the problem. The stress of the job with its endless travel and adrenaline climaxes had taken a toll. Previously diagnosed with high blood pressure, McKeach was lax in taking his medication. I should have gone to the doctor to get myself tested, he says. Get the finger up the bum and all those things that you don't really do when you have a day off. McKeach survived because he was rushed to hospital. But his blood pressure was still dangerously high and he had trouble swallowing, which put him at risk from pneumonia. His brain was scrambled. I couldn't remember the passwords to the phone or my laptop or anything, he says. After a week, he was stable and airlifted to Wellington Hospital. The news began to filter around the orchestra by then on tour in Kerry Kerry. We knew it was bad, says Principal Flute Bridget Douglas. I just burst into tears when I heard. He's in his prime, in his conducting prime, and it just came out of the blue for everyone. McKeach defies the stuffy, elitist stereotype of the male maestro. When he's in front of the pit, you can't take your eyes off him. He is the moving embodiment of the music. Every note and beat flows through him. There is something very rock and roll about the classical conductor. His shaggy hair flies as the music crescendos. His maturing movie star looks, colourful shirts and pencil moustache betray the cliché of stiffly tuxedoed figures imperiously poised above the orchestra. McKeach's other passion is craft beer, and with Garage Project he created his own brew by submerging a speaker with a specially curated playlist, classical and death metal, into the vat. McKeach's tenure has seen the NZSO include contemporary music alongside the traditional repertoire with collaborations with Shapeshifter and the Phoenix Foundation. Transforming venues with his energy, he's brought the scores of Star Wars, Mission Impossible, Hitchcock Psycho and Pirates of the Caribbean to life and he's worked with the Violent Femmes and Brett McKenzie and Kermit the Frog. He has a real twinkle in his eye and he loves a good laugh, Douglas says. He's one of the ones who is up the latest, parties the hardest. His sociable nature is his secret sauce, she says. He's a wonderful people person, That translates really well into understanding how to approach a large body of musicians, which can be quite an intimidating bunch, and get the best out of us. A conductor keeps the orchestra in time and together, but is so much more than beating a pattern. Conductors are placing their own stamp on a composition, noiselessly interpreting for both the orchestra and the audience. As well as a deep love for and knowledge of the music and instruments, they bring psychology, body language and a sensitivity to how artists think. When Hamish McKeach ascends the podium, lifting his eyes and hands, a conversation begins with the musicians. Hamish knows just what to say and the rest he does with his body language, Bridget Douglas says. The raise of an eyebrow, a shoulder movement, those very subtle physical movements communicate an awful lot to the players. 
How then could the conductor continue with momentum and flair in the only career he has ever known? Music was always part of Mikic's life. His mother played piano and his father taught oboe and played in the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra. At nine, obsessed with Strauss's Alpine Symphony, he longed to take up the bassoon, but his hands were too small, so he learned the oboe for three poor years, he says. Once unleashed on the bassoon, he couldn't stop. Cricket, football and even Dungeons and Dragons fell by the wayside when they clashed with orchestra practice. McKeach says he failed miserably at everything but music. At 16, it was all I ever thought about, really, he says. McKeach left Burnside High School in Christchurch and enrolled in Wellington Polytechnic to study bassoon. At age 19, he joined the Sydney Symphony Orchestra and went on to play with orchestras in the UK and Holland, eventually returning to New Zealand. But eventually, it became just another job, a grind. I lost interest fast, McKeach says. I thought, I just don't want to play the bassoon for the rest of my life. I wanted more than that. He'd also fallen in love with the entire orchestral repertoire. I wanted to influence that more, he says. The only way to do that is conducting. It was a slow burn. McKeach took 15 years to study the craft, also dabbling in the violin to better understand the string section. He studied under Russian maestro Ilan Musin, who has taught the art to the world's greatest conductors and defined conducting in the last century. Musin said, Imagine you don't speak any language that the orchestra speaks, Mikich says. Show everything with your hands, short, fast, whatever expression. It's not just about having a baton beating time. You know, any idiot can do that. It's massively physical and intrinsically different from person to person. How you hold yourself, how you move, he says. It's an amazing art form. Orchestras sound different with different conductors. Someone once said that it's the first physical evidence of ESP. Mewson encouraged McKeach to practice with his right dominant hand, which he moves through the air to mark out the beats, held behind his back. As his left hand grew more expressive, McKeach ditched the baton. It may just have saved his career. As he lay in hospital, his brain fog began to clear, but he was still experiencing partial paralysis on his right side. From the first day I met him, he said, Doctor, can I go back to conducting? McKeach's doctor, Manjula Riccardi, says. I didn't say to him, look, you can't conduct. I said, well, let's wait and see. Slowly, McKeach began to listen to music again. I didn't go out of my way to hear it, he says. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's what I do. As my brain was slowly trying to wake up, that was very good to hear. The days turned into several weeks in hospital. McKeach focused on his physical and speech rehabilitation. For a long period of time, we didn't really know, Bridget Douglas says. Although, when I was able to see him at the hospital for the first time, I just, I thought, this is going to be all right. He's so bloody determined and he loves the music so much that I could see that he was going to make it happen one way or the other. Music prevented depression setting in, often a complication in stroke patients. 
It gave him joy and it gave him hope that he could be back conducting, Riccardi says. He also relied on the love and support of wife Rowan and daughter Freya, who's now 16. Once home, McKeach began studying methods to rewire his brain, like mirror therapy, using a reflective box to trick the brain into believing the affected arm is moving, and a kind of meditation that uses sounds. He began to be kind to his brain, eating healthy foods like avocados and salmon, and drinking less alcohol. Worldwide, other performers were trying to adapt to new ways of working in a pandemic. McKeach refuses to dwell on the negative. There were people worse off than me, he says, and so you just go on with your life. I thought, well, I've got one hand, I've got all my brain back, so you know, I'm very lucky. After six months, although his body was weak, McKeach tentatively returned to conducting a recording session. It was fine, he says. I've now got to incorporate the beat with the left hand, but with a good orchestra, they don't need someone to beat out all the time. They've got the music and good rhythm, obviously. You're there for the difficult parts, and then you can back off. The biggest problem I have is turning the page, because I've only got one hand, and so things need more preparation in that way. Now, he scrunches the page of a score before each performance and anticipates each turn, executing it with a fleeting motion down. It is imperceptible. A new stage of recovery has bought spasticity, where the muscles become very strong and stiff. It's annoying, McKeach says. Give me a limp limb and I'll deal with it. Riccardi eases the tightness with three monthly injections of Botox into his arm. Today on Newsable, we go inside the courtroom where Erin Patterson pleaded not guilty to murder charges related to that infamous Beef Wellington lunch. Plus, why it's a good time to be a first home buyer and the diss battle between Kendrick Lamar and Drake. For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts. He walks with a stick, including scaling the dozens of uneven concrete steps to his Wellington home and around the block to his favourite pub. I miss walking around, he says. I might not get everything back, but at least it'll be faster than now. Mikic's physical movements might be laboured as he struggles with everyday tasks, but at the podium, any trace of impairment vanishes as he ranges from quick, tidy gestures and a mere glance to large, open sweeps. An important moment in his recovery came when one of the musicians said he hadn't noticed McKeach was just using his left hand. It really was helpful to hear that, he says. The affection in which the orchestra holds McKeach is plain. Douglas says her friend is remarkable. I personally think that he's a better conductor because he can't just rely on having two arms, she says. He's using absolutely all of his body to express and show the music. Since his return, McKeach has worked at a relentless pace. Probably contrary to doctor's orders, he says. I've been flat out working as a conductor for three or four months now. It's got to be good to keep the brain going. His performances are still electrifying and his presence is as charismatic as ever. Riccardi, a flautist who formed health professionals orchestra Manawa Ora, says Mikic is her hero. He knows that he had a second chance, she says. 
He's trying to live it with what he loves, with his music. Time is suddenly much more important to the man who keeps others to time for a living. It's no real time to wallow, he says. It really is finite. So I'd better make it count. That was The Conductor on the Long Read from Stuff, written and read by Andrea Vance and produced by me, Michael Wright. This episode was edited by Connor Scott. The recording you heard at the start was a New Zealand Symphony Orchestra performance of Ravel's La Valse, and the one just now was Beethoven's Fifth Symphony in C minor, both conducted by Hamish McKeach. If you're listening via the Stuff website, you can hear this story and many more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual podcast apps. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.